Welcome to Crossway Church Sermons Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.crosswayaz.com. Subscribe to our weekly podcast in iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and the podcast app. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossway Church AZ and share this podcast link with a friend. If you live in the Phoenix area, come visit us at 3464 West Earl Drive, Phoenix, Arizona, 85017, located in Suite E. Service times are at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and prayer services at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Now, let's dive right in. Hey guys, thank you for joining us tonight for Monday Night Bible Study. Uh, Pastor Jimmy will not be able to make it with us tonight as he had to do mandatory overtime for his work. Uh, so tonight it'll be me and then Brother Jesse over here hey guys. Uh, leading you guys tonight in the Bible study. And then before we get started, uh, we're obviously going to pray. Uh, and before we pray, we just want to once again thank you guys for uh, taking the time to, to join us with this Bible study. So we're, go we're going to go ahead and uh, get into prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that you gave us all to be able to be in this Bible study and to be able to partake in this Bible study. We pray that you would anoint my mouth and, and Brother Jesse's mouth, that, that you would speak through it and that you, would, that you would guide our words and that we would speak your word, Father. We pray that we wouldn't be puffed up in glory, but that you would be the one glorified. We pray for every person that is listening, that you would bless their hearts and that you would tenderize their soul, that they'd be able to receive your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So we'll be out of the book of Revelation, continuing Revelation in chapter 17. And then, uh, you got it? Yeah. All right. So starting off with 17, chapter 17, the woman and the scarlet beast, uh, the one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and spoke with me. Come, I will show you the judgment of the noise prostitute who is seated on many waters. The kings of the earth committed sexual immorality with her and those who lived on the earth became drunk on the wine of her sexual immorality. Then he carried me away in the spirit to a wilderness. I saw a woman sitting on the scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names and had uh, seven heads and 10 horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, jewels, and pearls. She had a gold cup in her hand filled with everything detestable and with the impurities of her prostitution. <clears throat> On her forehead was written a name, a mysterious Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the detestable things of the earth. Then I saw the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly astonished. Uh, then it goes on to the next one. Um, and then we'll go ahead. We'll, uh, tonight we're going to go ahead right through chapter 17 in full. Just so you guys yeah. understand, we'll be in chat, we'll be reading it full, and then we'll go back verse by verse. Uh, and the angel said to me, starting in verse seven, the angel said to me, and, and it's gonna be 
uh, maybe a little bit of a tra different translation because I'm out of the New American Standard as opposed to what you may be seeing on the screen. Uh, and in verse 7, it says, And the angel said to me, Why do you wonder? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast you saw was and is not, and is about to come up out of the abyss and go to destruction. And those who dwell on the earth, whose names have not been written in the, in the book of life from the foundation of the world, will wonder when they see the beast and he is not, and he, uh, and that he was and is not, and will come. Uh, here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits, and there are seven kings. Five have fallen. One is, the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must remain a little while. The beast, which was and is not, is himself also an eighth uh, and is one of the seven, and he goes to destruction. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but they receive authority as kings with the beast for one hour. These have one purpose, and they give their power and their authority to the beast. Verse 14. These will wage war against the lamb and the lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And those who are with them are the called and uh, are, are the called and chosen and faithful. And he said, and he said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw in the beast, these will hate the harlot and will make her desolate and naked and will eat her flesh and will burn her up with fire. For God has put it in their hearts to execute his purpose by having a common purpose and by giving their kingdom to the beast until the words of God will be fulfilled. The woman you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Uh, I, we'll, talk, we'll go ahead and go back to verse one. Uh, the angel, one of the seven angels I was just pouring out one of the, as we just read the, the bowls or, or some translation, the vials uh, of God's judgment. One of these angels that just poured out the bowls, is, is they're calling unto John saying, Come here. I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. Now, uh, you know, when, when we first read this, you know, you may be a little bit confused as to who the great harlot is or, or you know, what the implication is in, in talking about the many waters. Now, obviously, the angel, he goes in about verse seven and he's and he's and he explains everything that just happened. So that so in, in, in this scripture, uh, the angel is showing John the the situation what's happening and then he explains it to him uh but we're obviously we're going to go in and we're going to continue to still explain just a uh not further because you know the bible is absolute but you know we're going to go ahead and we're just going to explain it as god was speaking to us about about certain things once again it's not that our interpretations are far better than the angel you know it's not that you know it's just that uh as person, as Pastor Jimmy would say, you know, as you're reading the Bible, you know, you, you get it through a diamond and you see it through different lenses or not lenses, but, you know, the, the way the sun hits, it reflects differently. So once again, it's not the Bible isn't absolute because the Bible is absolute truth. Uh, it's not that we're imposing upon scripture, you know, because I would say that that once again refer to the Bible isn't absolute. 
which the Bible is absolute. Uh, so we're not just going to be, uh, we're not going to be imposing upon scripture, but we're going to be exposing what the scripture says with other scriptures that support it and through, and through research in the Bible. Uh, with whom the kings, so we go to verse two, with whom the kings of the earth committed acts of immorality. Uh, Jesse, do you have anything about this, about the kings of the earth in verse two? In verse two, the kings of sexual immorality. <clears throat> so when I was reading that, um, what I took away from that was that uh, the kings um, are the leaders of the land and uh, they were committing all these uh, heinous acts against uh, God's will. And because of that, uh, it tainted the land. And so God saw what was going on and he uh, God, God is righteous. So he, he has to uh, have um, judgment, even though he is very loving and, and forgiving, he has to have judgment when something uh, occurs, when uh, it doesn't go the way he intends it to go. So that, that's what I took away from that part right there. Okay. And as, as uh, me and Jesse, you know, we're going over, going over this last night, we're actually reading uh, also in Jeremiah 50 and 51. And we're talking about how these two chapters, because, you know, through the prophet Jeremiah, God speaks to his prophets about how this actually is a very, very good, uh, not contrast, but, you know, a very good parallelism, a very good supporting scripture. Uh, so I'm just going to pull something out of Jeremiah chapter 50 real quick. Um, and this is going to, as we read through 17 and a little bit of 18, we're going to see just how good, you know, God is speaking, uh, in, in the prophet, you know, how God's word is, is established and it is true. Um, so, uh, let me see where I, I wanted to, to, so in verse 29 and I'll, I'll read about, about halfway through. Uh, repay her according to her work, according to all that she has done, so do to her. For she has become arrogant against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. Uh, and then we're going to go a couple of verses down to 34. And I'm just, I'm giving these scriptures just so we can, as we go through Revelation, I believe these scriptures are going to really help us. And even right here, this verse 34, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to build our spirits when we read verse 34 in Jeremiah 50. Uh, their Redeemer, so it's talking about God, their Redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. He will vigorously plead their case so that he may bring rest to the earth, but turmoil to the inhabitants of Babylon. And now I just, I just want to talk about this real quick. Uh, just once again, you know, I, I believe the scripture will, will build our spirits. The Redeemer is strong. Our, our God is strong. He is our Redeemer. He is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. That would be, uh, if I, I'm remembering correctly, in, in the Hebrew, that would be uh, Yahweh. If I'm correct, or, or Jehovah God, if I'm correct, it's one of those. Uh, if I'm correct in, in my memory, my memorization and the translations of Lord of hosts, uh, he will vigorously plead the case. So this he's talking about, you know, is he's talking uh, Judah in Jeremiah and obviously, you know, us as as the spiritual children of God. You know, we may not, we may not be the nation of Israel, but we are the spiritual nation of Israel and God will vigorously plead our case. So let me bring rest of the earth, but to, so rest of the 
maybe being restier, but turmoil to the inhabitants of Babylon and talking about spiritual Babylon, you know, the spiritual inhabitants of Babylon are those who partake in wickedness, who partake in immorality, you know, as we'll go through in Babylon, as we read in Revelation, uh, you'll see the, the traits as to say. And then uh, we're going to be back into verse two, just because I believe this latter part right here. Uh, and those who dwell on the earth were made drunk with the wine of her immorality. And those who dwell on the earth are made drunk with the wine of immorality. Now, Jesse, when we were reading this, uh, what, yeah. you know, you were saying so a couple of things about the scripture that I believe were, were imperative. You know, that they were very uh, important, which we're saying they're actually very uh, target specific things that, that we have talked about last night. Go ahead and draw my memory real quick. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're here talking about uh, those who on the earth are made drunk with the wine of her immorality. Now, it, now this is once again, you know, uh, Matthew chapter, I believe it's six uh, or verse five, where Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So we know that, that within us, there is a hungering and a thirsting. You know, it's a spiritual hungering and a thirsting. Uh, so if we're, if we're to think about this and, and use that scripture to support this scripture about hungering and thirsting and how, you know, these people, oops, sorry. Uh, you know, are thirsting. So they're drinking, they're thirsting after something. Uh, those who dwell on the earth, earth well, so remember, you know, the, you know, um, the, the, the rapture or the rapture has came. If I'm getting my, all my theology correct, you know, uh, it's already came. Jesus has came for his church uh, at the first uh, part of it, you know, before the tribulation. Uh, he took away his, uh, his children. And now, so those who remain are, are what, you know, as the Bible calls them, you know, would be uh, those who are on the earth or some translations say earth dwellers or some theologians say earth dwellers. And uh, uh, those are people who have not given their life to Christ. So these people are thirsting. They're drinking of the immorality of Babylon, uh, you know, so that they're being made drunk, you know, drinking in the lust of they're drinking in the the uh, uh, the. I'm sorry, I just got distracted real quick. Uh so so Babylon, uh, and we're gonna think of it like a fountain, right? So so I want you to understand it this way, so you, so we can understand as a fountain, as as people are going there, they're taking the water, or in this case, the wine, they're getting drunk off. They're going, taking, and drinking, and, and they're doing this on repeat, and they're getting drunk on immorality. So immorality, as we know in the Bible, is anything that is contrary to the Word of God. The Word of God says, "Do not partake in sexual morality." You know, partaking in that is immorality. You know, partaking in, in these things is a uh, that's contrary to the word of God. It is the immorality. It's the wine of her immorality. Uh, Jesse, do you have anything else to? Yes. Parallel? So <clears throat> the uh, when I we were reading it last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I definitely needed my my memory jog there for a second, but um. Reading this over a few times just now uh, helped me remember uh, the sexual immorality um, uh, definitely brought uh, a point to me uh, how Pastor Michael was talking about um, 
uh, when you grab a diamond and, and you turn it, it gives it, uh, you, you can see the different uh, colors based on the reflection of the light. Um, and that that's one of the key points that it, it got to me uh, that I carried away from it. Um, when I saw that, uh, that the Kings uh, had committed sexual immorality with her, um, I, I understood it as the land uh, that they were in and they were uh, committing all these uh, acts against God uh, of prostitution, of um, just, just everything detestable to God. And uh, they, they, they were getting drunk with that, uh, the wine per se. And uh, they were, uh, they, they, they were just fiending for that. And it, it was almost like a, uh, can't think of the word right now. <laughs> uh, but it, it is it is definitely uh something that that they were addicted to. And so mm -hmm. they continuously kept doing it. And the more they did it, uh committing these things, the, the more they, they were lusting for it for for all the the you know the the carnal ways is, is mm -hmm. you know the the bribery the the money the you know everything that that earth can produce they they were uh, just craving it because the devil had gotten into them and, and uh, blinded them from God and so um, God uh, I believe God uh, didn't like it. <laughs> right. Didn't like it whatsoever. Talking about what we were just talking about immorality in Galatians chapter five, it actually gives us, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the fruits uh, of the flesh and the fruits of this of the spirit. Uh, I'm gonna read a couple of verses out of Galatians five. You know, don't want to you know, draw things out, but I, ju I just want us to to read. You know what what the Bible says. What God spoke through the Apostle Paul concerning these. Um, let's see. It says. Uh, now the now this is Galatians 5 verse 19. Now the deeds of the flesh are evidence, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, corrupt, uh, carousing, and things like these, which I have forewarned you, just as I forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So uh, going back to Revelation 17 with, with, with Babylon, these are people that are drinking and they're walking after the flesh and they're fulfilling all the, the desires of, of the flesh. And we know that, that the flesh lusts against the spirit. So we know that the flesh is contrary to the spirit of God. It's contrary to God. Uh, so these people are they're getting drunk on immorality. Uh, and now going down to verse three, and it says, and he carried me away in the spirit. Now here we're getting a transition of of scenery, you know, uh, up until this point, everything I don't want to say it, or it was, but it was, uh, you know, it, it was in in, in the, the bounds of the earth and John could feel and touch things, you know, with, with his with his physical and now he's transitioning. He's taken to the spirit just as he was taken to the spirit with Jesus. And when Jesus called upon uh, called to him, I believe in Revelations four says, and I heard a voice calling to me saying, come up here. Get, you know, Jesus giving the invitation to come up here. And John was translating to the spirit. Same thing here. 
John was translated in the spirit. So he's going from going, he's transitioning from the carnal and the word carnal uh, in theological, it, it means fleshy. It means worldly. It means what you can see and touch. So we were talking about carnality. We're talking about fleshy things and we're talking about physical things. Uh, so now we're talking about he's transitioning from the carnal world into the spirit world. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and the angel carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. Um, one thing even now that that Holy Spirit is showing me is carry me away into the wilderness. This is actually one thing that I'm reminded of uh, is earlier as we read the the in Revelations in Revelation 12, uh, and, I, and I'm going to read it. See if I can find it. The uh, verse six, and the woman fled into the wilderness. The woman was in the wilderness. Now we're seeing here a once again. We know Satan perverts everything that God has already created. Satan cannot create anything. He can only pervert what God has created. Satan has absolutely no creative power. So here, Satan is perverting the woman of Israel, as Revelation twelve says, a woman of Israel, you know, fleeing in the wilderness to hide from Satan or to be uh, away from Satan. And now we're seeing here that the uh this woman uh was in the wilderness this is the location it was she's in the wilderness and it says i saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names having seven heads and ten horns yes do you have anything the that you like to say to that these seven heads and ten horns so the uh <clears throat> the when I was reading this, I saw the woman sitting on the scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous names and seven heads and ten horns. Um, so basically, she's uh, the 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 woman um, is, is pretty much uh, scarlet beast uh, sitting on on this beast with the uh, the heads represent the kings of, of the. Uh, uh, what was my goodness? I just can't think of that one right now. The it explains a little bit further down, but um. here this one is. So the the beast that she was riding on um, was described as a uh, leopard um, uh, that resembled like a leopard and had feet those of a bear and mouth of a lion with uh, the ten horns and um, uh, um, authority. Give her the beast. So the basically, it's pretty much a, a challenge to God uh, as what was going on and uh, in this this uh, city, the the Babylon, because it it's um, metaphorically and and uh, physically in in the uh, 
woman that's described as Babylon. And um, and then the uh, seven heads was uh, a we me, me and uh, Pastor Michael were going over last night that the seven heads um, could be a uh, mockery of God for when He uh, created the heavens and the earth um, in seven days. So that's uh, something that could uh, very well possibly be for the uh, seven heads. Um, and then it's also described for the uh, seven heads for the seven kings uh, and or seven hills. And, and it goes off to list the seven kings, uh, Augustus, uh, Tiberius, and Gaius, uh, Claudius, Claudius uh, Nero, Vespasian, Titus, and Domitian. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And uh, as far as the the horns, um, yeah, the the horns. Um, <clears throat> when when we got a little bit into it, uh, we were coming up with that. Um, the the ten horns represented the ten kingdoms, uh, and it could very well uh, be where the uh, be under the control of the Antichrist, and that the Antichrist would uh, could possibly uh, be uh, showing up in in Western Europe from where we're reading. And so it just gets a little deeper into it. Um, and the woman, I know I'm bouncing a little around, guys. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. Um, the woman with the blasphemous, blasphemous names um, is just basically a disrespect to God and... Uh, uh, hatred and, and everything that goes against God. And um, that's also representing that on, on while well, she's sitting on top of the beast. Um, so it's basically the, the disrespect, the Antichrist, uh, pretty much challenging God at this point in this city. You got anything to add to that? No, oh, you you cover that. We'll go ahead and go into uh, verse four. The woman was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a gold cup full of abominations and an unclean and of the unclean things of immorality. Now, uh, when I was reading it, now it's a now the woman obviously does not have a uh, exact replica. Uh, of the in Exodus, the, the the priestly garments, you know, they're similar, but they're not the they're nowhere near the same. Remember, once again, Satan cannot create anything; uh, he can only pervert. All right, what I do want to talk about here, though, is the adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. So, you know, this woman, Bab this woman, 
whose name hasn't been said, but you know, we've hinted at that through what we've said. This woman is she's throwing on a front. Essentially, you know, a lot of us know what a front is. You know, people who act one way but are really another way, they dress a certain way, but they actually always they live a different way. You know, she's putting up a front. She, you know, she's clothed in purple and scarlet, which would be you know, purple, as we say, it's a color uh, of royalty. You know, only, only you know, uh, kings and queens would wear purple and, and scarlet. Uh, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. You know, being adorned with gold and precious and stones, you know, uh, precious stones and pearls. You know, obviously that that sensuality, that, that lust of the eyes, once again, you know, th this woman is attracting the lust of the eyes. And, and she's throwing up a front as being, you know, this... Uh, this very, you know, high-end person, you know, very luxurious, you know, uh, person, you know, of having all these precious things, you know, of looking very luxurious, uh, uh, looking very luxurious, you know, putting on, putting up a front, uh, and sorry, I just lost my train of thought, you know, putting up a front, you know, not really exposing what's deep, you know, the, these precious stones and these precious pearls and this gold, it's to make her appeal look more appealing because when you find out who she really is, you're not going to be really appealed. You're going to, you know, this is attacking in first John, it says, you know, the lust of the eyes, you know, so this is a, this is going after the lust of the eyes and attracting you with the lust, you know, this woman's attracting you with the lust of the eyes of look, look at this luxury, you know, look, look at all these good things that I have, you know, and they're not good things, you know, because, uh, of, of the world has been, uh, perverted and and sin is per is a uh, permit or uh pervient or, or pervasive meaning that it's everywhere uh you know so she's putting up a front of, of this luxurious lifestyle you know of having all these great things and in her hand a gold cup full of full of abomination and of the unclean things of immorality once again a gold cup now on the gold cup uh, you know, on the outside, it looks, you know, it's gold, it's clean, but inside of it is full of uh, uh, abominations and unclean things of her immorality. So she once again has that front of, of this golden cup of lux of luxury, of, of, you know, of high-endness, of, of royalty. Like symbol studies. Mm -hmm. yeah. But on the inside, it's full of abominations and unclean things of immorality. Uh, Jesse, do you have anything else to add to that? Um. I feel like like you pretty much hit it right right on the head. Um, she's just trying to to attract those to follow her um, by wearing all those uh, jewels and pearls with the gold cup, trying to uh, lure them in, in to follow her uh, like like a. Um, How do I explain this? Almost a catfish? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost a catfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the mm -hmm. one-two switch. <laughs> <laughs> and then in verse 5, it says, And on her forehead a name was written, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and of the abominations of the earth. Now, what I find really interesting is, as we read Revelation 13, uh, now, obviously, this is just, and for me, you know, reading this, it's just an interesting uh, location of where the name is written. Uh, obviously, it's not the beast. You know, her the name is written. It's her name. But I just find it very interesting uh, of where the location is uh, of 
of of where the of where she's uh, has a marking uh, or the name in Revelation thirteen. Revelation thirteen, we see also that uh, the the mark of the beast is on the right hand or on their forehead. You know, symbolizing their allegiance and, and their and their uh, their faithfulness to that. And, and it's just interesting or not interesting, but it, but it's a, a it's a very uh, pooling drawing. Uh, you know, eye tension grabbing statement that on her forehead, the same location uh, as where the, the mark of the beast would be taken on the forehead is that her name is written on the forehead. Very interesting. Uh, or, you know, just very, uh, you know, pulling to, 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 to read. Uh, verse six. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of these saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. When I saw her, I wondered greatly. I have one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so obviously drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus, which are the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I wondered greatly. Uh, Jesse, do you have anything to say to verse six? Drunk with the blood of the saints. Uh, yeah, so the... Um, yes, definitely. It says, when the I saw the woman was drunk on the blood of the saints... Um, it is basically saying uh, she was drunk off the blood of the saints and the witnesses to Jesus, meaning she's literally going out and specifically targeting um, uh, the saints and, and Jesus people, uh, killing them, uh, lusting for their blood only because they're they're the ones who are opposing her and trying to uh, put up a fight with her. So she's. Uh, going specifically for them to take out God's people, so there would be nobody opposing her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you you said it right there, and I, I want to go ahead and talk about um, the the blood of the saints and and the witnesses of the martyrs of Jesus. Now, uh, as me and uh, Jesse were talking last night, you know, one thing we're saying is a lot of people, you know, who put up this front of Christianity, you know. Satan's going to go after the light, as Jesse was saying, you know, is that Satan isn't, he's going to go after the light because, you know, the light in darkness, you know, it shines. And as Pastor Jeremy said, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, you know, how if you get uh, a fire, you know, off in the distance, you know, of a, of a of a wilderness or in the forest, you just have one house fire, not a house fire, but, you know, uh, lights in the house, how that's going to stand out apart from everything else. Same thing with us as Christians. You know, Jesus calls us the light and the salt of the earth. You know, we stand out. You know, we are to let our light shine. You know, our light, the Jesus Christ within us, allow that to shine. Uh, so she's going to go after those. Babylon's going to be targeting those who are allowing the light of Jesus Christ to shine. Now, understanding this is that we can actually, uh, the Apostle Paul does say that he, that he, uh, he's watchful over himself so he doesn't disqualify himself after he preaches so we can actually disqualify ourselves after we preach you know we can disqualify ourselves you know we we can i don't want to say taint but we can definitely affect uh our light you know we we can affect the way how our light is is placed you know even jesus says you wouldn't put a light you know underneath the table saying you put the light where it can be seen 
you know, so with, with us, you know, a lot of us, are, you, know, a lot, you know, a lot of Christians and a lot of people out there, you know, they, they put the light where it cannot be seen instead of allowing the light to be to be to be seen. Right. And, and so she's going to be targeting those who the light is, is visible. You know, she's not going to be wasting, you know, I understand this, you know, the demonic doesn't waste her time with, with people who don't pose a threat to, the, to his kingdom. Satan doesn't pose, Satan doesn't oppose those who pose a threat to his kingdom. He doesn't go after right. those who, who don't say, look, or the, the people who aren't preaching, you know, holiness, you know, Satan's going to go after, go, well, he's going to go after those who are preaching holiness, who are living biblical lifestyles because they pose a threat. They are the light, you know, they're the light shining for all people around them. You know, as Christians, we are to stand out. That's just, that's just how it is. We are to stand out from the earth. We're not. We're not to be looking like the rest of the earth. We are to to stand out. We are supposed to be the light of the earth. We are the salt, and if the salt has lost its flavor, what good does it produce? It is. It, it has no more use than than the dirt that is treaded upon under the horse's foot. If I'm correct, and that's what Jesus says, that you might as well just throw it out because it has no purpose. Salt, when it loses its flavor, it has no purpose. Us as Christians, if we lose our flavor to the earth, then we have no purpose. Um. Jesse, do you have anything else? No, you pretty much uh, hit it right on the spot, but I would like to make a point on top of what you said. Go ahead. It's um, another another way of looking at it. It's like, uh, which I did mention this last night. It, it's as if you were in a, in a dark room mm -hmm. uh, walking through uh, even a dark hallway, right? You know, and there is filled with people, but, you know, the devil is not going to see you if you don't have that light, it's just going to walk right by you because you're living the carnal way. You're not living like Jesus wants you to live versus if you are, if, if you're following, you know, exactly what Jesus wants you to do and you live in the Christian way, then, you know, you're that one light in a completely dark room that stands out. So that's when the devil sees you um, and he knows who to target. So he's going to go directly to you and he's not going to worry about anybody else. Yeah. Uh, Jess, I'll let you go ahead and continue reading in 17. We were um, seven? Picking up at verse 8. Verse 8. Oh, no, verse 7. Okay. The angel said to me, why are you astonished? I will explain to you the mystery of the woman and the beast with the seven heads and, ten, then, and the ten horns that carries her. The beast that you saw was and is not. And is about to come up from the abyss and go to destruction. Those who live on the earth, whose name have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, uh, will be astonished when they see the beast that was and is not and is to come. This calls for a mind that was that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. They are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is, the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must remain for only a little while. The beast that was and is not is itself an eighth king, but it belongs to the seven and is going to destruction. The ten horns... Uh, the ten horns you are you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but will receive authority as kings with the beast for one hour. These have one purpose. They give their power and authority to the beast. These will make the war against the lamb, but the lamb will conquer them because he is Lord of lords and king of kings. 
Those with him are called chosen and faithful. He also said to me, uh, the waters you saw where the prostitute was seated are people's multitudes, nations, and languages. The ten horns you saw and the beast will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked, devour her flesh, and burn up with the fire. For God has put it into the hearts to carry out his plan by having one purpose and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman you saw is the great city that has royal power over the kings of the earth. I'll keep on reading. Uh, I'm going to stop right there. Where did you leave off at? Right here. Right at the start of... Yeah. We'll go ahead and... and uh, Obviously, like we said, you know, Revelation, this part, the latter part of the scripture <clears throat> is the angel directly telling us what this stuff is. Now, <clears throat> actually, one thing I do want to talk about um, is in, in 14 where it says... In 14, it says, e, uh, These will wage war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them because... He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and those who are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Uh, so the the vision now jumps ahead to the final battle of the tribulation. At that time, Christ will return to the earth and overthrow the Antichrist and those who join themselves with him. So here we we're seeing a, a war, and this is this is what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say, you know, they get they misunderstand uh Jesus, they misunderstand God as you know, God. Uh, and, and God is love. This is biblical. God is love, you know, because it, His perfect love casts out all fear. But a lot of people they get stuck on that, and they don't read, you know, in, in Scripture, where in, in the David says in Psalms is that you know, or or in Exodus even, that our our God, our our God is the God of war. You know, uh, I'll actually grab that Scripture for you, Exodus fifteen. Just, just because I, you know, to understand that, because, uh, because of the holiness of God, He cannot look at sin and something within Him not burn for righteousness, and that's the way that we are to walk ourselves. Is that you know, because God, if God is in us, if the Spirit of God is in us, you know, re renewing and transforming us more into Christ's likeness, you know, that is going to keep burning and keep growing and intensifying within us. You know, that when you say, you know, God, you know, Holy Spirit, make us more like Jesus, you know, make us more like you, God, you know, let us feel what you feel. Let us hear what you hear is that we're asking, you know, for God to, to renew us and to transform us into more like Christ likeness. Uh, and, and that with that means we have is that we're going to have a passion. We're going to have a love for what God loves and a hate for what God hates. Remember, he's holiness. God is holy. Uh, you know, sin is it's a direct uh, rebellion against God, against his ways, against his holiness. He cannot look at sin and righteousness and holiness within him. Uh, it must burn. It, it cannot not, not burn. Exactly. He, he cannot judge it. Uh, and I, and I want to go go into Revelation or Exodus 15, 3, where it says, the Lord is the warrior, the Lord is his name. So, it's, so when people, you know, say, oh, God doesn't, you know, well, people say God fights our battles, but they don't really, you know, a lot of us, and this isn't to, you know, because obviously we don't want to focus in on one part, one aspect of God getting stuck there because then what happens is we get a lot of, a lot of bad theology. We get a lot of bad, uh, uh, denomination. We get a lot of bad things when we focus in on one, you know, we have to take God as 
God is exactly yes. as a whole. We can't take God, uh, you know, it, 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 we can't take parts of God and call that God because that's idolatry. We got to take God as as whole. So he, uh, so it, so a lot of people they they they, they don't uh, un properly understand the 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 warriorness of God. That he that he fights, you know. Lots of oh yeah, he fights our battles, you know. He fights our battles, you know. But that, that's just to you know make ourselves feel good and take a lot of you know make like make a lot of lazy Christians feel good, you know. They don't have to do anything, uh, you know. But also understand that there is a day coming when God is gonna and Jesus is gonna come back and he's gonna make war with all unrighteousness. You know, Jesus is gonna come back and he's gonna make war with all unrighteousness. Uh, you know, everything that that has opposed his kingdom, he's gonna make war with it. Uh, and it says, uh, the lamb will overcome them because he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And those who are with him are the called and they are the chosen and faithful. Us is that, uh, and I don't, I don't want to get into a lot of, you know, theology here tonight, just because, you know, that it could get very deep, very, and very time consuming, you know, but understand is that we are called to God's purposes, you know, that God called us before the foundations of the earth. You know, like God had a purpose for each and one of us. And, and, you know, he, he instilled within us a calling and we, and, you know, the greatest joy we could ever have is walking in, his, in the calling that he has called us to, you know, was, we, me and Jesse were talking uh, last week, Friday, and we were saying that the, like the best thing we can do, like what gives us the most joy is working at the church. You know, honestly, you know, I love, I love playing music. You know, we, we have our passions, we have our hobbies, but those don't suffice. They don't make us as happy. They don't give us as much pleasure as legit working in the house of God. And that's because walking in the calling that God is that, that uh, the calling of God is, is working at his house. You know, th there's nothing else in the world that gives us as much passion. You know, we were saying, you know, like we could stay here till midnight and not worry about it. You know, obviously we're going to be tired, but it's literally, you know, it, it, it's, it's a pleasure. You know, we take, we take joy in it. And in Ecclesiastes, it says, you know, whatever, whatever you commit your hands to do, uh, or let, let me, let me go to that scripture. So I just want to be right. in what, what I'm saying in that, in Ecclesiastes, uh, verse nine, uh, verse uh, chapter nine, verse ten. Sorry, it says, "Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might." And when our hands find the the, the call of God, when we are walking the call of God, and we do it with all our might, it is literally the best thing that we we could ever do. It gives us the most joy. There's nothing else in the world that we would ever want to do. Uh, you have anything else? I mean, you're you're definitely right. I mean, uh, every time we we go to the church and we work on it, it 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 just fills me with with happiness, knowing that that I'm there putting my hard sweat at work, you know, for for God, mm -hmm. because you know God is faithful. You know, God is faithful. He never forgets um, the hard work that you put towards Him, and He's always gonna you know come back and. And definitely acknowledge you for it. Definitely. Yeah. And, and even even if and I just want to go here because we are here, uh, you know, we as you guys know, you know, obviously we have a soda machine. You know, I don't know much about like plumbing and all this stuff. Jesse knows a lot more. And we're at Home Depot and uh, he said something, which I can't fully remember, Jesse, if you would go ahead and say yes, what yes. that was. So, uh I think it was like our second trip there. <laughs> it, was, it was legit like our third or fourth time yeah. at Home Depot that day. Yes. And uh, so we show up and uh, 
it, it was getting a little difficult to find whatever we needed to make this this plumbing work. And so I told Michael, hey, let's just ask this guy because we don't know where anything is at really. So we went and asked one of the people that worked there. And I explained to him, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to, you know, make sure this works this way and it attaches here, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, um, sure, no problem. And without any hesitation, he literally spent about 30 minutes helping me build exactly what I described. And about halfway through the process, I hear God talk to me and say, you know what? Don't worry. I'm going to take care of you today. I know that you're working hard on my on my house. And and because of that, I'm going to honor you. And, and I'm going to have the, this man here uh, help you to exactly what it is that you need. And when I heard that, I just smiled because, you know, God, again, God is faithful. God never forgets. You know, he always comes through. I always say, always will. And uh, he's definitely done many, many miracles, uh, not only in my life, but in other people's life that I definitely seen, you know, completely do 180. And uh, sure enough, uh, he did this uh, worker at Home Depot to the T described uh, everything I described. He, he grabbed up and he says, OK, here you go. Uh, this is pretty much what you're going to need. And it worked flawlessly. It worked flawlessly. And, and, you know, and that's when I explained to Michael, Hey, you know, somewhere about halfway, uh, when we were trying to get all these parts together, that's when I heard God talk to me. And sure enough, uh, by the end of the, the time this man was helping us, I had exactly what it is that we needed. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it is fully functional. And not only that, but God bless his hands over doing because I was literally just saying like, you know, holding life from something, dude, I don't know much about this. You know, here's a couple ideas, you know, just mark off stuff. We were talking about, you know, marking things, you know, just we remember everything is, but we have actually extra parts just because God blessed his hands and what he was doing that we have extra parts if we ever need them. That's just showing yes. you the faithfulness of God that he actually, you know, uh, whenever you, you come your hands to working for, for his house and when you, when you do with all your might that God blesses that and that it literally, the, 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 the way the plumbing works, I never would have thought, I was like, dude, just put, literally just put a block underneath and call it a day. He's like, nah, man, I'm going to get it this way. He's got the gravity working and it works flawlessly, yeah. you know? And I was like, and I was just saying, dude, just put a block there. It's going to be easier. We're done. You know, call it a night. And he's like, nah, I'm going to do it this way. He did it that way. Once again, God blessed his hands and doing it with all of his might using his brain. You know, I was just using my, let's just get it done. You know, let's just go chill, you know, finish our wing stop, you know? <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, good chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> But literally, God blessed his hands and what he was doing. Like, and like I said, we have extra, we have extra parts. If anything, God forbid, if anything would ever go wrong, you know, Jesse knows exactly how everything works. You know, he showed me how it works. He showed pastors how everything works, and we know how it works. He we got extra parts to, to accommodate that. We don't need to go to the store extra. Let's go ahead and continue on to Revelation 18. Uh, after these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. Uh, the earth was illuminated with this glory, and he cried out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality. I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come up, come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive of her place. And for her sons, 
or for her sins have piled up as high as heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she has paid and give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup which she has mixed uh, mixed twice as much for her to the to the to the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensually to the same degree give her torment and mourning for she says in her heart i sit as a queen and i am not a widow i will never see mourning for this reason in one day her plagues will come pestilence and mourning and famine and she will be burned up with fire for the lord god who judges her is strong uh let me just see okay that's a good one uh i'll keep going uh and the kings of the earth who committed uh acts of immorality and live sensually sensuously with her will weep and lament uh over her when they see all the smoke of her burning standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment saying whoa whoa the great city babylon the strong city for in one hour your judgment has come and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore go ahead and uh finish it out verse 12 cargo of gold silver jewels and pearls fine linen purple silk and scarlet all kinds of fragrant wood products objects of ivory objects of expensive wood brass iron marble cinnamon spice incense uh mirror and uh frankincense wine olive oil fine flour and grain cattle and sheep horses and carriages and slaves human lives the fruit you craved has left you all your splendid and glamorous things are gone. They will never find them again. The merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand far off in, in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning, saying, Whoa, whoa, the great city dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, adorned with gold jewels and pearls for in a single hour such fabulous wealth was destroyed and every shipmaster seafarer the sailor and all who do business by sea stood far off as they watched the smoke from her burning and kept crying out uh, who was like the great city who was like the great city they threw dust on their heads and kept crying out weeping and mourning Whoa, whoa, the great city where all those who have ships on the sea became rich from her wealth for a single for in a single hour she was destroyed. Rejoice over heaven and you saints, apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced on her the judgment she has passed on you. Then a mighty angel picked up a stone like a large millstone and threw it into the sea saying this in this way babylon the great city will be thrown down violently and never be found again the sound of harpists musicians flutists and trumpeters will never be heard in you again no craftsman or of any trade will ever be found in you again the sound of a mill will never be heard in you again the light of a lamp will never shine in you again the voice and the voice of a groom and bride will never be heard in you again. All this all this will happen because your merchants were the nobility of the earth, because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. In her was found the blood of prophets and saints and all of those slaughtered on the earth. Uh, go ahead and start expounding if you have anything. 
throughout the, the start of the verse? Uh, you want me to start at the very beginning or just wherever? Awesome. Um, so one of the things that um, I think you kind of like just briefly went over it. Uh, but right here, it, it, it really stood out to me even more so. Um, uh, chapter 18, verse 20, it says, because God has pronounced on her the judgment she passed on you. So basically, uh, any torment or any uh, uh, slaughter or, or anything that uh, uh, Babylon has committed against uh, uh, the, the, the prophets, the saints, uh, you know, the witnesses of Jesus that she has uh, killed. Uh, hence the lust for for the blood of of you know the followers and saints and prophets. Uh, God is already saying that uh, He's going to pronounce judgment on her um, in in two times twofold, right? If mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, we just read that, and uh, uh, that was done unto you. So whatever was done to you is going to be done to her uh, through the judgment of god that's uh specifically what he's saying right there and if i go to the next page i think it was where was it at i read it somewhere go ahead pick up uh while i find this real quick yeah i'll go ahead and talk about the the rejoicing uh as we read in, in throughout uh 18 you know a lot of uh, the earth understand the earth and the people who profited off of babylon they're the ones that are mourning it says rejoice heaven and, and the reason why there's re there's a rejoice in heaven is because of god's justice uh while the earth, while the ungodly ungodly people of the earth mourn over babylon's calamity all the godly in heaven and earth rejoice over god's justice he will execute his judgment on the satanic system of evil that characterized the, the world's corrupt socioeconomic structure with all its self-centered luxury, humanistic government, and the godless business operation. The enthusiastic celebration of God's people in heaven described in, uh, in the next chapter, actually, is, is a strong contrast to the present grief God's people feel over the seeming triumph of evil. Uh, uh, so, you know, as, as, as we already know, through through the great tribulation, you know, you know God's people they're going to be you know weeping. You know, the morning as even read uh, under the altar was that they're saying, you know, how much longer until we'll be released? And and now all of heaven, you know, the God, uh, the, the the people in heaven, they're rejoicing over uh, what everybody here on earth is mourning over. And once again, as we said, it's because God's justice is being executed. His judgment is being executed of justice. Uh, you know, if, if we are I believe this is like a a key trait of godly people of children of God is that they love what God loves and they hate what He hates, and they can't stand, uh, or they're they're irked within themselves. You know when they see, uh, especially within uh, America, about this. You know the American dream. You know the American dream to uh, get everything for yourself, but you know by all means to have the best life now, which isn't biblical. You know, the Bible says, uh, you know, to live for or, or to to live is Christ, to die is gain. Uh, the Bible says, you know, to, to be a slave, a servant to your brethren. 
the Bible doesn't say to 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 buff yourself or to puff yourself up in all of these worldly, you know, commodities, you know. And I'm not I'm not preaching against you know having nice cars or nice things. That's not it at all. What I'm saying is that the American dream that focuses, you know, on building yourself up on the expense of other people. Uh, I really go there, but you know, we see a lot of people is you know a lot of multi billionaires who profited you know, off of the backs of other people, you know, in, in inhumane ways where, you know, all, where everybody else is struggling, but they are benefiting, you know, they are, they are the beneficiaries of, of the light, like with Pharaoh in Egypt, you know, Pharaoh was the beneficiary, you know, well, and he also saw himself as God, you know, that was the, the, the belief with, with Pharaohs is that, you know, if you're a Pharaoh, if you come from a line of Pharaohs is because you're a God. And so they were worshiped as gods you know, lowercase g, you know, demonic, uh, you know, that, that's how they saw themselves uh, as God, you know, so, um, so everybody based themselves around them, you know, as we saw with the children of Israel, they built up these statues uh, because Pharaoh commanded them to, you know, so Pharaoh profit off the back of Israel, you know, this is obviously, you know, a self-centered luxury lifestyle. Uh, another thing also is, um, is, is the, humanistic you know it's the it's the uh actual witchcraft that is happening in, in governments you know uh and the 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 what, what everything that is the manga that's happening in governments the self-centeredness you know the the self-pleasing you know give me give me and never you know sacrifice and laying down your life for for your brethren or, or building each other up you know babylon is built upon you know the backs of other people you know babylon is built upon immorality babylon is built upon <clears throat> you know the demonic an evil world structure you know through false religions even you know uh babylon will be using false religions to to exactly false prophets to to falsely unite people and get everybody under one scope uh in a a false demonic way and actually right here i I do want to go back to jeremiah and this is what i was talking about uh in the beginning jeremiah 50 and 51 uh, actually give us some support scripture here uh and we'll go we'll go into 50 again uh i'll go to let me see I'll, I'll read uh, 13, the second half of that scripture, where it says, everyone who passes by Babylon will be horrified. Uh, and then also, uh, I'm trying to see where it says it. I mean, I was just going to read here where it says about, about the tradesmen. But as we read in, in Revelation 18, it, it talks about the tradesmen, you know, people who are profiting off of this demonic system. Are going to be mourning because because everything that they've built themselves upon all that self-centered luxury you know it's it's going to be shut off because babylon was overthrown god was victorious jesus is victorious in this last fight uh you know uh and the and, and people are praising babylon saying what city is like the great city you know people are praising babylon this world system saying you know what other system is like this system you know that that nash that over nationalistic pride is it's demonic now i'm gonna go here because you know i i you know i'm a proud american you know but i'm not a nationalistic american i'm gonna explain this real quick because i'm proud to be in america where god placed me in america where i can have religious freedoms where i can worship him 
freely with unlike in other countries and other nations where if you have a bible you're beheaded on the spot you're executed you know i i'm proud i'm thankful that god placed me here i'm proud i'm thankful that god instituted uh, in or god placed in the four founders you know there may have been some shady stuff well but what they built this nation upon was upon godly values. What they built this nation upon was upon worshiping God freely. Uh, whereas you go to the nations, and once again, you have a Bible in your hands, you're executed. You, you, you preach God, you're put in jail. Your churches are set on fire. We're here, you know, and I do believe that shutting down the churches is a demonic agenda. You know, there's no, there's no convincing me otherwise. It's shutting down all these churches in, in throughout the, the nation, you know, especially California. You're telling me that a marijuana dispensary could be open, which isn't is 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 not essential. It's not covered in the first under the Constitution. You know, in the First uh, Amendment it, it is the right to assembly is, is the right of practice of religion. And you're telling me that's not constitute, that's not essential. Come on. I mean, that, that's a demonic agenda. Uh, we can clearly see that's demonic. That's an attack on the church. While, you know, strip clubs are allowed to be open. Abortion clinics are allowed to be open. Marijuana dispensaries are allowed to be open, but a church is not allowed to be open. And if it's open, you know, they're not allowed to sing. They're not, they, they impose uh, restrictions on the church and that is not government. So that's very demonic. Um, so, you know, that nationalistic pride, you know, uh, you go into some countries, you know, where they have a very high nationalistic pride, that's demonic because it's pride. Once again, pride is demonic. It, it was the first thing. It was, a, it was the sin that got Lucifer as he was, you know, one of the, one of the exalted cherubs. It got Lucifer from that position into what we now know him as Satan was pride. Thinking that he could be better than, thinking that he could be better than God was pride. Pride is the biggest, and I would say the biggest, the, it's the drive. As we see even in First John, it's pride of life as one is a big sin, or as one as one of the, the three things that are listed there. Pride is very detrimental. You, we must be guarded against against pridefulness. Um, we'll go ahead, read uh, the, the very last few verses, and then uh, we'll begin to close off because it's, it's already 8 o'clock. Time went by pretty quick. You sure did. Uh, uh, we start at verse 23. And the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer, and the voice of the bright woman and bright will not be heard in you any longer. Uh, for your merchants were the great men of the earth, because of all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints who have been slain. Uh, Jesse, you, you not even necessarily pertaining to these scriptures, but do you have anything in... in Revelation 18, just expounding and something that God has been speaking to you upon in the scripture. So, I mean, you, you were pretty much touching on it um, a few minutes ago. Uh, but uh, right here in uh, chapter 18, verse 14, it says, The fruit you crave has left you. All your splendid and glamorous things are gone. They will never find them again so basically is is pretty much uh, all, all the people that are idolizing all, all their uh physical aspects of you know like their cars or or their wealth everything that that they're idolizing and, and you know holding up high instead of holding god high um that that's what they're craving uh because it, it brings them you know I don't know, maybe momentary happiness or, you know, it makes them feel a certain way uh, because of the lies of the enemy. So as soon as that gets stripped away, um, 
and they'll never find that again because that God punished them. Uh, they're literally left crying out for their 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 you know cars or or their their money, their wealth, you know, and that's just something that uh, uh, um, I think we we got to really think about that um, that that really stood out to me right there. Um, it, it's a, a lot of people how you say that they're very prideful, and I I understand that. Um, that a lot of people are prideful, especially you say you're driving down the road, somebody cuts you off, you get extremely angry, and then you want to go cut them off instead of just say, you know what, God, you know, bless them, bless them, let them drive safer, you know, keep everyone safe around them, and then just keep going on your way. That's that's something that people sometimes it's very difficult to let go, and. I had to learn that <laughs> as well while back ago. And, and it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's God's way. It's definitely God's way. Yeah. Anything uh, you want to go over? Uh, I mean, we've touched on most of it. Obviously, you know, we talked about the earth is going to be mourning over Babylon. You know, that all of their, their systems, everything they've built all their, you know, their their gods, their idols, they built up, you know, has been destroyed because Babylon's been destroyed. Uh, and then heaven's going to be rejoicing because of God's justice being and his judgment being executed. And we're seeing the goodness of God. And you say, well, how is, how is, you know, God judging? Think about it. You know, let's say like this, you know, I, I, because if you were a victim of a, uh, or so you say, your sibling, someone that you love very closely, was murdered. Was murdered, and you see the murderer is put on trial. Now the judge. So, so we're going to say because God is a God is a judge. God is a judge. Would God be a good God to let that murderer go free? Think about it. would God be a good God to let that person? You're thinking, oh, it's a person, you know, not judge them exactly right. because uh, you know a lot of people say, well, you know, if God's so good and God's so loving, you know, why does He judge people? You know, it's because and he and he does it sorrowfully. He does it because of his his mercy. He extends mercy to us, but his, his judgment. If he if he didn't judge, he wouldn't have mercy. Wouldn't be uh, prevalent because when when you judge something and, and you give mercy to people, the mercy is there because judgment there, and judgment is there because mercy is there. They the entire actually all of who God is is the it, it relies on each other. And so if we're to take out. Say, if we were to take out the justice of God, the mercy of God would fall because mercy proves justice, judgment, and judgment proves mercy. So uh, we're talking here, uh, you know, it, talking about Babylon. You know, Babylon is fallen, you know. So we're saying Babylon is that world system that, as we read in 17, murdered. And, and, and children of God, witness, witness of Jesus, were martyred for, for, their, for the witness of Jesus. So for our sakes, you know, is that you know these are and these are brethren, you know, these are brothers and sisters in Christ. And if God lets that murder go free, would he be a good God? Would he be good? Would he be faithful? If he ex executes judgment, says you have killed innocent people, you have killed innocent people, and he executes judgment and, and gives and gives a sentence, that would make him a good God. Be that would make him a just God because he's executing justice justly. So, you know, just uh Understanding that, you know, because it, it's, I mean, we, like I said, as me and Jess, we're talking, you know, talking about law, you know, understanding that, you know, law is, 
obviously a very big part of our lives. You know, we all we're all in, we're influenced by the law by the law in one way or another. Uh, is that when, when we're reading a lot, you know, especially the Bible, you know, obviously there's a level of emotion, but we're reading it. We have to take it with understanding and with knowledge. We can't get emotional because when we get emotion, emotions can cloud a lot of our, especially in law. And you know, I'm, I'm applying this more to, to, to understanding law is that our emotions can cloud our judgment. And so uh, taking this to the Bible is that if we're, if we're getting very emotional, like, oh, how, you know, how is God good? You know, if God's executed judgment, well, now we're clouding. His mercy. We're clouding all these other attributes of God because of, because of our emotion. We must we must come to to the Bible. You know, uh, you know, you know, in, in a in a low posture, in a humble posture, ready to receive the word of God. And we understand that God's word is truth. It is absolute. It is inerrant. There is there is no error in it. There is nothing wrong with the Bible. The Bible is per, is the only absolute objective truth in in, in our life. And we take that as such. We cannot uh, manipulate scripture. We cannot, we should not twist scripture to fit a narrative. You know, we should allow scripture to transform and change us because this is Bible is truth. So this would, uh, this is concluding uh, tonight's Bible study on, on February 1st, 2021. Um, we're gonna get. Uh, we're just gonna go through some things. Obviously, right now during this time, go ahead. If you guys have any prayer requests for anything, you know, uh, go ahead and, and start typing. You know, any prayer request. We'll give you guys, you know, a, a little bit. You know, as 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 we'll start getting, you know, rolling. You know, more will start to come in. Uh, but we're just gonna go ahead. We're just gonna encourage you, you know, af after tonight that you would go ahead and continue reading even at 17 and 18 understand there's a lot that me and jesse we weren't able to touch on just because of the sake of time there's a lot of stuff that, that we had talked about last night that we didn't get to touch on just because once again for the sake of time and you know it's it's, it's not that uh it, it wasn't important because all scripture is important but there, there's things that god is highlighting to us as we're speaking that needs to get spoken so you know go over scripture you know after tonight you know set a time whenever you know whether it be tomorrow wednesday friday saturday even you know right after reread 17 and 18 and pray about it say you know god what, what are you speaking to me on in here you know what what, what scripture you know what what about this are, are you uh you know what are you are you speaking to me about you know what well, how do you want me uh, to to get your word in me? You know, well, what about this? Is are you speaking to me about that? I need to that I need to change. Uh, so you know, once again, this is just ex exhorting you, encouraging you to reread seventeen and eighteen. Even myself, I uh, reread seventeen and eighteen. You know, uh, and and allow this to get in us, and not just be you know, oh, come here, sit down, you know, on, on a February first and. Hear the word, you know, hear the, hear the hear the word of God and then go and then forget about it. No, no. When you read it and you sit down, you know, we just were talking about how we take notes, you know, is that we take is the way we take notes is that we got to write it down because I'm a fast typer. I do typing instinctively. I, I don't remember how the things I type, but when I have to sit there and write it and I, and I rewrite it, I start to remember. I, I remember I have a better retention. And actually, uh, eh, if I would be able to go grab my book, but actually I, I just want to say that the quick percentage uh, of uh, what you remember. So uh, it's about 10% of, of what you, of what you read. It's about like 20, 30% of what you hear. 
It's about 45% of what you read and here it's about 60% of, of what you write out, but it's about 85% of what you live out is what you remember. So if you, if you, when you hear the word of God and you actually live it out, you're going to remember the word of God, you know, it, you know, having memor memorization verses are good, but it's another thing to actually live out the verse. It, it's one thing to remember verses, but it's another thing to, to live out and walk out a verse to exercise the verse to actually, you know, say, okay, God, this is the verse you've been speaking to me about. Let's say, out of here tonight it, it's uh and obviously it's talking about you know babylon so so i'll just go to and this is just my go-to whenever I, I like to you know meditate on scripture i start in jesse is psalm 119 you know psalm 119 is, is 176 verses 176 verses you know That's a lot of verses <laughs> you know so you just grab grab something out of, out of scripture you know that you're reading you know, it's some, something that you've been reading that God really spoke to you, has really been highlighting to you in scripture. And then you read it and then and it says, uh, you are my hiding place, my shield, and I wait for your word. You know, you're reading stuff like this is that, okay, so you know, God, what does this mean? You start asking questions. You ask God these questions, like, what does this mean? You know, why are you showing me this? Why are you, why, why are you making this stick out? Why can I not escape this verse? You know, you start asking these questions and allow God to speak to you through that. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into in, into prayer for everything, and then uh, we'll get into and then we'll allow Pastor Jeremy to give all the announcements just because he he's got the announcements on our end. We don't got the announcements, so we'll let him have the the joy of the announcements and the the joy of uh, of of closing closing us up because he is our pastor and he and we submit ourselves under him. Uh, so we'll start, Jesse, just to understand, you know, I'll pray for a little bit, you pray for a little bit, and we just keep going back and forth. Father God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for everything that you have done in this word, and we thank you for all the healings that are taking place. For all the, we thank you, God, that all the confusion, uh, that, that is, all for all the confusion that is in people's hearts and all the, all, all the strife and all the grief that is, that is out there, God. We pray that all of your children, that they would be, uh, that you would, release your peace over them god that we pray that we would rest in your rest and that we would rest in your peace father we pray uh for for e uh we pray for Alyssa molina uh, taken to the er father we pray uh that for we pray for god's healing hand and we, we pray that god that you would guide the hands of the doctors god we pray that you would give them wisdom uh, we pray that you would that you would teach them, you know, whether or not they know it and whether or not they know that it's you, God. We pray that you would still show them what, what to do because we know that man's wisdom falls short of your wisdom. And we know that your wisdom is perfect. So, God, we pray that you would show the doctors what they need to do, that they wouldn't do anything stupid that causes any ailments or anything beyond what, what the situation is. And, Father, we just release your goodness and your faithfulness in the situation and we and we put our trust in you. We, we, we put our faith in you. Faith without works is dead. So we put our faith in you, God. And we know that you have the situation. And Lord, we pray that you would that you would do a that you would work a miracle in the situation, an undeniable miracle. Father, we thank you for an undeniable miracle that out of this, that there's going to be something explosive that, that is birthed from this. And Father, we pray for mercy. You are, you are a God who delights in mercy. So we pray for your mercy. We pray that you would enact and move in mercy, Father. 
We pray that you would be merciful in this moment. And we pray for everybody that is struggling with depression. We pray for everybody that's struggling with, with suicidal thoughts. In Jesus' name, we, we, we silence the mouth of the enemy. We speak directly to the spirit of suicide, the spirit of depression over this person's life. And we say to silence your mouth. And we, and we pray, God, that you would speak to the, to the spirit of this person, that you would speak to them joy, and that you would speak to them through the through people around them, that you would speak to this person through the people around them, your word, that they would be uplifted. And Father, we pray that every negative word and every and every curse would be replaced with your word, Father. And everything that the, that the enemy has meant for evil, God, that we, we know that you turn it around for good. So we thank you, God, for the turning around. No matter the situation, we know that you are turning stuff around for your good. Uh, Lord, we thank you for everything that you have done tonight. We thank you for your word, Father. Father God, thank you so much for this, this night of your truth. Thank you so much for letting us have the honor to be able to uh, read your Bible and, and let others hear what you have to say, not not us. It is your truth, Father, and everything that that you decide to say tonight, let let it touch the hearts of everyone that is listening. Anybody that's going through any trouble, anybody that is is going through any hardship, depression, and anybody that's having you know troubles at work, anybody that that has some type of illness let let your word heal their body let your your truth touch their hearts let let your your magnificent mercy fall upon them and change their life into the life that you want it to be father in jesus name i pray amen amen i just uh saw this we'll go ahead and we'll pray for nico uh person comments that he's suffering from depression and suicidal thoughts uh, we'll just go ahead and, and, and we'll pray uh, scripture over uh, Jesus you, you said to the disciples that uh, uh, in John 14 that you, that you'll be sending another, a comforter. And Lord, for in order for a comforter to be a comforter, is that there has to be an uncomfort. So God, we pray for Holy Spirit to be released over Nico, to be the comforter. That Holy Spirit would comfort Nico in his situation, in, in, his, in, his, in his surrounding. Holy Spirit, we, we pray that you would be loosed and we loose your comfort, your comforting uh, arms around Nico, that you would embrace him. And God, we pray for your love to be uh, expound. We pray for your love to be evident. We pray that your love would would encompass all of who Nico is. That that you would wrap your arms around him, and that you would speak softly to him. That you love him. That you that you would remind him uh, of of words that have been spoken. That you would speak to him, God. That you would call him out of darkness. You call us out of darkness. You call us out by name. So, Father, we pray that you would call Nico out by name, that you would yank him out of darkness. And Father, we pray that as you are that you as you are speaking to him, that every other voice, the voice of the flesh and the voice of the enemy, would be silenced, and that he would clearly hear your word, that he would clearly hear your voice, and that he would be that he would be hit 
so deep to the core of his, of his being that he that he would be undeniably touched and wrecked by your presence that he would that he would bow down before you give his life to you and that he and that he would walk in your ways and that you would become his delight father we pray that your word would be so deep within him that we pray that you would speak so deeply within him father and that every word that you speak is life and that you are life and father we pray that you hear our prayers for for his life and we, we paralyze every demonic spirit who would who would war to take his life we paralyze every demonic spirit and we bind every demonic spirit that that would that it would war that is working to try to take his life and we bind you and we paralyze you in the name of jesus that the word of god may be released and that there may be that from the situation that there would be life restored in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen Uh, let me see if I can get the, here we are. Yes. So every Monday nights, as you guys already are very well familiar, if you're brand new, brand spanking new to the live stream, is that every Monday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, not Mountain Daylight Savings Time, because we are located in Arizona. So we don't got Daylight Savings Time, we got Standard Time. So every Monday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, we got online Bible studies that you can find here on our Facebook at Crossway Church AZ, at YouTube also at Crossway Church AZ, also on uh, Periscope, which is, I believe it's the Twitter platform. Uh, I'm not quite sure how that works. I'm pretty sure you got to look up, you know, by by the name uh, of the actual live stream or maybe by the by the username, not too sure. We're also on Twitch. Once yeah, again, Twitch has, the, Twitch has the fastest relay time. So you actually almost be watching us in real time as opposed to the other streaming services, which are about like seven seconds behind on Twitch, about like two and a half seconds behind. So it's like real time. So it's like right here with us. Yeah. Uh, Peris Periscope works in the midst of all of it. I don't know if you can hear me. Periscope works basically on Twitter. So if you are on Twitter uh, and you follow the Crossway Church on Twitter, it pops up as well. So can you hear me? Okay. I don't know if I was, uh, uh, so no, Pastor Michael, you guys did an awesome job. If you guys can do me a favor, hit it, hit it up in the chats. Thanking Pastor Michael, uh, Brother Jesse, Brother Jesse, this is your first time, right? Are you on mic? Yes. Yes. It's my first time here. So, um, don't be, uh, don't be a stranger. You're definitely going to be coming back. Hi. Um, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, really, really soon as well. I'm, I'm going to uh, kind of put them on, on a, a little bit of a, not a blast, but a little bit of a moment real quick. Um, I want Brother Jesse to share his testimony uh, really soon. So um, coming up on a, on a, probably on a, on a Bible study night, he'll be sharing his testimony. Maybe, I, I don't know exactly if we'll do it on then or we'll do something special. I think we sh I think it's something powerful you, should, you guys should definitely hear, um, definitely with him and his wife, because uh, that's a powerful testimony. Um, uh, I believe yeah. Uh, when it comes to that really soon we've also talked to a few other people who are going to be joining us um, Michael hit me out um, who's uh, who's on for next week are we set for that one for the Bible study there's been a name that's been thrown around uh, we'll be in contact with him starts with a C <laughs> You're throwing it out there, brother, brother thing. 
Yeah, see, the reason why he's saying this because he's 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 kind of pushing out. So I want you guys to uh, to get ready because we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, push him in it. Uh, brother Carlos, brother uh, Jesse's brother, will be on with us next week. So, uh, and it's gonna be all of us. So, um, I'm I, I'm 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 encouraged because what I want to do is eventually we're gonna get to the point where we are we are inviting not just ourselves because it was, it was nice it was, to be honest i really enjoyed you guys together because you guys it, it's not what it wasn't meant to be comedic but you guys relate so well in such a good way and uh, you guys um you know the friendship the kinship and the and the quantity together it, it really worked and i i appreciate you guys so if you guys would like to if for those of you guys who are watching and enjoyed tonight's bible study if it really did touch you and you and you enjoyed that we're, we're going to get to the point where we're doing that a lot more we're we invite more people in so that way there's it feels more like a, a round table as opposed to um, another sermon or something along along those lines. Um, remember, you can watch us uh, online. If I can put this over here, uh, you can watch us online. Got to switch it around uh, online uh, uh, on YouTube, but you can also hear us online on Spotify, Apple, and Google uh, Podcasts. I didn't forgot what shirt I was wearing. Apparently, you guys can see my reptar. Um, so uh, be encouraged with that. And also, we are getting ready to have our unfailing love uh, dinner. Uh, if you are a part of Crossway Church, please make sure you talk to Sister Evelyn or Sister Ramona. I believe uh, if Sister if Sister Evelyn, if you're watching, I believe we got his, uh, the people's names. Um, they can contact you guys. Uh, I, that's pretty much on that end. Also, this Wednesday night. This Wednesday night, we are uh, having our War Room Prayer. Come and join us. We have a wonderful time. We have a powerful time. Do me a favor. Share this video. Try to... <laughs> uh, sorry. I, it's, it, it's hard to, to keep a, a straight face. That's why Pastor Anthony, uh, Pastor Michael, um, sometimes I'll be texting him uh, right in the middle of this or on, on this, and he gets distracted. All right, now I'm getting uh, distracted by Pastor Anthony. Because uh, here he knows that uh, he knows that we're getting uh, Brother Carlos in, and <laughs> uh, that's his response. <laughs> no, it's good. It's I'm telling you, we want to get you guys encouraged. See, the thing is, the reason why we want to do that more is is for the sole purpose is that you have been trained in the Word of God long enough, you've been in the kingdom long enough, you've been in church long enough that you should be teaching. The Word of God tells us that you've you've been fed long enough that you should be the ones preaching teaching and, and spreading the word of god so this is how we get you in this is how we get you started uh pretty pretty soon it'll be uh, us sharing your testimony if it's somebody if there's somebody here who has a powerful testimony that you just want you feel like god's led for you to share uh you can get a hold of me personally and we'll we'll talk about it and and i want to share so you can call me at 623-418-0162 or you can email me uh leave me a message or or or, or share share with me your testimony uh, and we'll, we'll talk and say, you know what, this is something that we, we the people need to hear. And if you can also check us out on crosswayaz.com, uh, if you'd like to get notifications about uh, our Bible study nights, you can do that as well uh, by texting the word Bible to 602-671-2300, 602-671-2300. I'm encouraging you guys to get involved, get connected. Don't just think that that... Oh, I, I, as long as I'm going to call myself a Christian, I'll make it to heaven. That doesn't work that way. Um, grace without discipleship is cheap grace. Okay? 
Grace without discipleship is cheap grace. That's why the Bible tells you, do not forsake the assembly. Do not forsake the coming together. Do not forsake going to church. Okay? You need to get yourself planted. You need to get yourself rooted. You need to be in the kingdom of God. You cannot expect to grow in God's kingdom and not be connected to God. It doesn't work that way. So I love you guys very much. We uh, Be blessed this wonderful week again. Uh, we have our uh, our prayer to, uh, Wednesday night. Be there. I'm telling you, Sunday, if you missed out on Sunday, you missed out. You missed out. The power of the Holy Spirit was moving on Sunday. And if you needed prayer, you missed out. Oh, my goodness. So don't miss out this Wednesday. Don't miss out on what God can do for you and your family and your life. Uh, pray for you. Uh, be encouraged. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you for joining the Crossway Church Sermons Podcast. If you are blessed by this message and would like to donate to our ministry, visit our website, www.crosswayaz.com and click Give.